Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. Hey, thanks for joining us this month. We are asking a really important question, and it is this. Am I in a toxic relationship? That's a great question. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And a lot of people really ask that question. Oh, yeah. Probably even uh, at this time of year. We just came through the holidays, a lot of stress, a lot of tension. That's what I was going to say. Stress. Then yeah. you're thinking, oh, look, at he looked at me weird. Or he said something weird. <laughs> he, I'm in a toxic relationship. Maybe yeah. we should get divorced. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I mean, a lot of crazy thoughts go through our heads it's it, true. these times of years. We're going to take a minute and define what does that mean, a toxic mm-hmm. relationship. And then we want to share some real practical help with you on how you can actually improve your relationship right now. So when you think about the word toxic, it you know I think about toxic uh, chemicals or yeah. things like that. And it literally means poisonous. That's what mm-hmm. the word toxic means. So there are those relationships. Sure. And I'd say even in a healthy relationship, there's probably elements that at times can become toxic. Oh, yeah, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. <laughs> and sometimes we have a bad day or a bad month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can be toxic in our relationships. Uh, the word toxic also is defined as anyone who brings negativity or upset to your life, often compared to a dysfunctional person or a dysfunctional relationship. Ooh, so when you say, okay. am I in a toxic relationship? Sometimes people would swap that out with, am I in a dysfunctional relationship? Those two things are actually different, but you get the point, right? Is, is this relationship something that is going to survive? Right. Can it become healthy? Can it be great? And we want to talk about that. The opposite of a toxic relationship is a life-giving relationship. Right, and, healthy. you know, that's what we really want to accomplish uh, with this platform and with mm-hmm. our work is to help build healthy, lifelong healthy. relationships. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I want to just start out with a couple of scriptures. Okay. And then we're going to get into some real practical stuff. Here's a couple of scriptures. One is this. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Mm. So talk about wisdom being a wisdom. tree of life. You know, this life-giving thing. Where you get it? Well, you get it from wisdom. And uh, then Proverbs 11.30 says, The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. So if you just think about like, seeds what's the of approach? Good deeds. Yeah, I like seeds that. of good <laughs> deeds become a tree of life. Yeah. So when you, it depends on what we're planting, if, right. you, if you think about it that way. Are we planting wisdom? Yeah. Because that creates a healthy environment, Absolutely. not a toxic environment. Or yeah. are we planting even good deeds? Yeah. Because that's uh, a big part of what makes a relationship feel like it's going yeah. the right direction. Well, I feel like when you are soaked in wisdom, then a lot of times you're going to have good deeds. Yeah, true. <laughs> because when you're not wise, you're really not making unwise <laughs> decisions. Yeah. So a lot of times the wisdom comes before the deeds that are good. It does. Which brings a healthy relationship because you're healthy For and sure. you're seeking wisdom. So yeah, those For are sure. great. Last scripture is Proverbs 13, 4 says, gentle words are a tree of life. Yeah. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Ooh. So, you know, you think about these different ways. Well, I think here's the point is there is a way to build a life-giving relationship. And we're going to talk about mm-hmm. how we do that. And, in, in, you know, with this question kind of hanging over our heads, am I in a toxic relationship? Melissa is going to kick us off with some thoughts. I love the idea of the gentle words. That's mm-hmm. so good. That's so, so good. All right. So a question for you is, am I depositing positive thoughts or negative thoughts or deeds in my relationship? So this is why the scale is up here. It's like a lot of times you have... A, Am I being positive with my spouse? Am I being negative with my spouse? 
Here's the problem is that it takes five positives to negate one negative. Yeah. So this can't and should not be even at all. It should never be even in a relationship, in in a marriage relationship. You should always be pouring so much more positive into the relationship that there, it's just like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's just how it should go. It should just be dumped over. So yeah, I mean, so how are you doing with that? Because that can be, that can be hard, I think. So um, yeah, pour the positives. Gabe's love language, if, you, if you've listened to us for any amount of time, we love the five love languages. Mm-hmm. We think it's important that every spouse knows each other's love language. Mm-hmm. Gabe's is affirmation. So I can see on his face when I'm critical, mm. how it just, depletes him. Yeah. But being positive, affirming, I love it. Awesome. Great. He shines. It's like he glows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But it's true because, and that's just how it is. So, you know, when you're in a good relationship and you're pouring positives, great. I love it. That was awesome. You know, then you feel good about the relationship. You feel full in the relationship. You feel confident in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But when you are saying you're dumb, I don't like that. You're not good enough. You didn't do this right. I could have done it better. And we're critical. Oh man, that negativity just depletes us and makes us feel insecure in the relationship and sad in the relationship and toxic, really. And so that's what's very stressful. And so it can be very, very stressful. So um, so that's the first thing is, are you depositing more positives than negatives? I hope a lot more positives than negatives. And uh, that's important to know. Another thing I wanted to mention is as we talk about toxic relationships is self-evaluate. Don't spouse evaluate. <laughs> well, I'm so much better at spouse evaluation than Aren't I am self-evaluation. <laughs> but it's funny when you think about it, but it's true. I mean, we can be so critical on our spouse and like we we're doing just good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, you know, is that is that a narcissist? I think it might be. And I think we all have those <laughs> no, tendencies so. as human beings, just saying. But um, but yeah, are you being positive? Don't constantly evaluate how your spouse is doing or not doing anything that you want them to do. Like they didn't do this, they didn't do that, or they should have done this, they should have done that. You know, that can very, very be very much stressful. So well, and maybe even to the point of the question that we're asking today: Am I in a toxic relationship? Yeah. Usually, we would think about that and we'd be evaluating our spouse, going, "Am I?" In other words, "Am I with a toxic person?" Yeah. And maybe for our intents and purposes today. There's a part of yeah. that, but the other part am is, I, am I being am a toxic person? Yeah. 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 yeah, in a toxic relationship. Yeah, because I can be very toxic sometimes. And I know that as a healthy person that's seeking Christ, I can still be very toxic and self-absorbed and critical of anybody, um, even myself, but mostly of other people because that's human beings. <laughs> um, one more thing I just want to mention is that if you are um, in a physically or emotionally abusive relationship, and that is severely toxic. Not all toxic relationships should last. So yeah. find a safe place, seek help. Um, but let me just tell you for this purpose, most relationships mm-hmm. can become healthy. Mm-hmm. There are seasons of toxic. There are seasons of um, unhealthiness mm-hmm. when you're going through life. And that's just how it is. You make it through those seasons by just working harder, doing better, um, putting each other first. There's a lot of things you can do there. But sometimes when it's gotten to that point of abuse, you might need to walk away. So, um, but 99% of the time, you can do it. Just just focus on these things. So we're gonna focus on three things here. And there's three ways to build a healthy, non-toxic marriage. And the first one is speak words of life. Will you read the James passage for me? You betcha. James 3 from the New Testament, verses 3 through 5 says, We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. 
and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. Ooh. I don't know about you guys, but the mouth is small, but it certainly does a lot of harm. I mean, it's so small compared to the whole body, but it does the most damage by mm. far, I would say. Um, so we are naturally just so selfish and critical. And my mom would always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> and I know lots of mamas say that. I know I said that to my kids too, but it's true, you know? So when you're speaking life into someone, you want to speak love and encouragement and good jobs. And I love you and love how you did this and that. And um, man, you're hot, you're sweet, you're funny, you're thoughtful, all those good <laughs> things. You know, I mean, I think that words matter. I mean, they matter huge. So don't be toxic with them by tearing them down to build yourself up because most of the time that's really what's happening is that we are trying to crush their spirit to make ourselves feel better and what's funny about that is it never works no it doesn't you not, always does feel it? bad yeah. afterwards too so that doesn't work so yeah um so it just ruins everything so speak life gabe is so good at this he'll leave little notes on my mirror he will uh, text me like you're hot you're my dream girl all these kinds of <laughs> i love you all this kind of stuff um he'll write me poems i mean i have a stack of cards and poems that we have been handing out to each other since the ninth grade so, I mean, he is very good at speaking life, speaking positivity. So remember the scale again, we got to deposit positivity into each other and not the negative because boy, that can be so toxic. Yeah, that's good. Uh, second thing that we can do is put your spouse first. You know, when, when, when you even, sounds easy. it sounds easy. <laughs> it's really hard. If you've been asking that question, am I in a toxic relationship? You're almost asking yourself the question, did we make a mistake getting together um, is it possible for this to be healthy? And mm. if you're in that space, it's really, really hard for you to say, I'm going to put my spouse first. So you almost have to dig mm. down, I think, to that place, if you're a follower of Jesus, of going like, how did Jesus treat me when I was walking away from him? He gave his life for me. You right, know, you almost right. have to dig down to that level of going like, I don't want to do this right now. I don't have the passion to do it. I'm not even creative about it, but I need to do it. For not just for my sake, for their sake, and to be faithful to this idea that God's love is bigger than our own performance, you know? Mm. So I think that if you can go to that place, then it doesn't matter what you've been feeling. You can still act out of love and put them first. And um, what I'll say is this, is nothing will test your motives like marriage, <laughs> you know, uh, courting, <laughs> courting, uh, like courting somebody, uh, you know, going after somebody, um, dating it's not the same thing. There's yeah. something that happens. We all know this. Psychologically, there's a relaxation that happens when you uh, become committed to somebody for life. And, it's called uh, comfort. It's comfort. And you bring it's, down the guards. It is. And it's like, in some ways, we stop trying as hard. Mm. And I think that's really that's unfortunate, right? Mm -hmm. We got to go back to that beginning. The Bible even says, go back to your the things you did at first. Yeah. If you've lost your first love, go back to the things you did at first. So, uh, you know, this is a, this is this is really where the rubber meets the road. Is if are we willing to put our spouse first in order to improve the relationship that we have? A lot of times we're waiting for the relationship to get better before we do that, but uh, yes. that's backwards. Yes, because we got to do the right thing first, then we get the right results. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, a question that I have written down for myself is: What do I do that makes her life more difficult? <laughs> <laughs> Could I stop doing that? You know, can I be more aware of myself and like mm -hmm. how I might be? leaving the mess at home or how I might be 
um, forgetting to communicate things that are on my calendar or, you know, just stuff that does, it's real, it's day to day. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we do things without thinking about it because we're not thinking about them. We're just kind of in, you know, do mode or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what am I doing that might make her life or his life more difficult? Could I be more aware and stop doing that? The second question for myself is what would bring her joy right now? You know, just little things like chocolate, chocolate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> thankfully for me, that's an, a very common answer. So, and we got some great chocolate shops Maybe around Mexico. us. Maybe <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. Okay. <laughs> Travel and, and chocolate are probably yeah. both two sure, sure wins for me. Um, one of the things that we've, we do a lot. We do travel a lot. And so w- when we get on airplanes, we've gone through a season where Melissa um, had this hard, difficult airplane ride. Uh, we were stuck on the tarmac at JFK. Mm. Sorry to even bring it up. I know Hours. your breathing just gets tight right now <laughs> thinking about it. We're stuck on the tarmac and she her, she kind of had this panic attack. Yeah, I have an anxiety. And ever since then, every time we fly, she, she really needs the aisle seat. Well, <laughs> that's kind of my seat. You know what I mean? And... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so now when we travel, it's, I usually don't get the aisle seat, but I know it's so much more important for her. Are we split and you're on one aisle? If we I'm can on the do other that, end, that's dreamland right the there. Yeah, people come in between. We the whole hold time. hands across the aisle, and the people are always asking us not to. But that doesn't often work. Usually, I'm now yeah. in the middle seat, and uh, inevitably, there's a baby in the seat, and you know, with like two people. And anyways. But it, I know it means a lot to you. So for me, that's one example of like how I got to think about when we're when we're traveling to make sure that we look at that. So and that, you always do, and I very Thank much you. try to. <laughs> um, but Philippians chapter two verses three through four says this: says Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. That's right. And and to your point, we often think of ourselves as better than others, just because that's human nature. So you have to to stop, and I think you, you really got to stop when you're making decisions and when you're doing your day-to-day just for a second and go, how do I bring more joy to her or him? How do I serve them and put them first? It says in this same verse, says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And somebody said, interested is interesting. (laughs) You know, like when I'm showing interest to my wife or when she's showing interest to me, course it's just reciprocal we we go we lean in we go oh you care about me you care about my interests that makes me want to care about your interests and so it creates this chain reaction hopefully that leads us to something like wanting to outdo one another yeah (laughs) you know and if you ever get into one of those cycles they don't last forever you know you might have a week where it goes really well you're outdoing one another and you're having fun with it you know Mm -hmm. you're doing a little favor for them and then they're doing a little favor for you and then you know one of the chores that's on your list they do it for you, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm going to do that too." And those are fun weeks, and you can you can get there. Probably not every day of your marriage, right. but um, to have moments where you can do that, and you can look back and like that's kind of the standard then that you want to live up to. Mm-hmm. Those are really fun times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little thing happened uh, yesterday. I think it was. I opened up our shower in uh, in our in our bedroom or in our bathroom that's in our bedroom. And I had run out of soap. I use Irish Spring soap. And so, I don't know, it's clean as a whistle. That's what they say. So that's that's what I use. You're clean as a whistle. Anyways, it's green. I like the color. I like the smell. And she uses ivory. So in our shower, there's always two different bars of soap. I don't like the smell of the ivory as much. 
and I don't know, it makes it stings my eyes. There's all of these kinds of reasons. It I don't stings like. your eyes yeah. more than Irish Spring. I think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just an excuse. I just don't yeah. like it. I like mine. And so, <laughs> anyway, so I ran out, and I and I was just you know it was, it was down to that like that paper thin wafer oh, yeah. of it soap. Cut me. Yeah, that you could actually cut yourself with. <laughs> so I threw it away, and I was like, oh man, I forgot to put it on the list for shopping, so we didn't get it. And Anyways, I, I opened the shower yesterday, and there's a brand new gleaming bar of Irish Spring in there. And I'm like, hey. And it was just one of those little surprises. Like, she actually unboxed my soap and stuck it in the shower for me, knowing that I didn't realize that. It takes so much effort. Was, but it's, it's those little, you know, it doesn't take much no, to, to catch somebody's really attention. And go, oh, you, you thought, thought of, of me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Anyways. <laughs> So that's the second thing is put your spouse first. Here's the third one is um, and we're thinking about toxic or healthy. The question is what triggers might be happening in my life from past hurts, trauma, very, you know, it's a very relevant topic right now. The idea of trauma, mm-hmm. people who've been through, every human being has been through some trauma. And, and so what's that doing to me, you know, or what's that? What's my reaction because of some of those things that are in my past? Mm-hmm. So here's the third thing is let God heal you, to let God actually heal your hurts. Because if you're bringing mm. pain into marriage, um, you know, unconsciously, that's really hurting. And sometimes we sit with couples and they have no idea that they're doing this. They just have no right. idea, totally unconscious, that they're acting out of pain and a reaction to their pain that was caused or a wound that was caused or a deficit that exists because of something that happened or didn't happen in their life at some point, um, it's really difficult. That that does become toxic. Oh, yeah. And it creates real problems. So becoming a little more aware of why you're doing the things you're doing, what might be behind that, most people know that there's something they haven't dealt with that's a hurt in their life. They yeah. just don't want to go back there because it's scary. But if you'll let God heal you, you'll be in a place to build a really healthy relationship. I love this quote. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. That's Wesley uh, to the princess in Princess Bride. And I love that quote. Life is pain, Highness. Um, In many ways, I I disagree. I don't think life is pain. I think life brings pain. Life includes pain. And we all have to decide what we're going to do with it. Maybe life is healing. Yeah, what if life is healing? That's a much better quote, I think, even though I love the movie Princess Bride. But I think one of the most important things about you is what you choose to do with your pain. Right. And if you want to build a great marriage, you have to be willing to acknowledge your pain and then lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Sometimes that includes letting a counselor help you, Mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes that means you've got a friend that you're willing to share some deep secrets with and really get things, you know, out on the table so you can... Um, so you can begin dealing with them. I think in some ways we have to be careful about using our spouse as a counselor. You know, that's a lot of pressure to put on to our spouse. So be willing to go get some real help, maybe from a pastor, maybe from a counselor, maybe from a friend. If you've got something that's just gnawing at you, that's causing you then to react and kind of Mm -hmm. act out and create pain, you can either get better or better. And that's, we see people do that all the time. In my own life, my mom, who who went through enormous pain as a kid at the hand of her dad, who was abusive and drunk and, you know, you name it. Um, one of the things I so admire about my mom is that she chose, we always say, to break the chain, That's right. you know, of dysfunction, of abuse, of addiction, um, all kinds of stuff. 
And I just admire that, you know, because she decided to let God heal her. And she went through lots of work on this and has become a very healthy person, coaches all kinds of people, helps all kinds of people, you know, but she couldn't be in that position if she hadn't have just gotten real and said, ah, I have some huge, huge pain from my past. And she never used any of that as an excuse to just sit in the pain. Not at all. And as a, as a mom, she was always so nurturing and Mm -hmm. caring and, you know, very verbal with her love and very Mm -hmm. demonstrative of love. And, uh, it was really just a wonderful mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it reminds me of second Corinthians 517. It says, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. That's right. A new life has begun. So you see that in people like my mom and maybe, you can see that in your spouse or you can see that in yourself or you want to see that in mm-hmm. yourself. It's time to kind of, you know, bring your new life in Christ into your marriage and learn to have, you know, a time where you can leave your trauma and your baggage at the feet of Jesus, who is able to help you deal with it. And what I found is when we do that, he actually restores us to a place that's better than it was before, you know, before the loss. Like if you you know, something happened and you lost something or something was taken from you or you didn't receive something you needed that we're, we're restored to even better than that. And then that's when we get this overflow and we can then, you know, give yeah. love to our spouse. That's a beautiful place to mm-hmm. be. Healthy. Something that, um, you know, for me personally in our marriage, we when we got started in marriage, I was coming, you know, out of, I, I had a wonderful mom, wonderful dad, but not a perfect childhood. And one of the things that happened for me as a kid was I just moved like all the time, you know, 32 times by the time I was in eighth grade. And I always saw it as, I don't know. I mean, I always kind of saw it as an adventure, you know, new house, new town, new school. New school was tough. (laughs) I I don't like like the new school part. But, um, you know, as an adult, though, I do still, I still trip over things that I'm finding like, oh, maybe that's a little leftover trigger from growing Mm -hmm. up or from something that, you know, happened or didn't happen, whatever. You're always finding this stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the things for me getting into marriage was just a bit of insecurity, you know, coming out of a, always having to meet new friends, never, always being the new kid on the block, you know, never Mm -hmm. really having those deep roots. Um, That, that was something that we had to deal with. And for those first couple of years, we probably had some bumps because of it, you know, but I just kind of learned to find security in Christ and find a couple people that could be mentors for me and things like that. And, you know, God's, over time, mm-hmm. put some some you know restoration into my life, and it's been good. And you still love adventure, but you also see the value of roots and foundation and yeah, stability. Yeah, absolutely. I do love adventure a lot, <laughs> and I'm still probably a little bit ADHD with my you know all my stuff. I want to do all these new things all <laughs> the time. True. But... <laughs> it's true. It's exhausting. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, it's it, I think we're in a healthy place right now, mm-hmm. and I love it. So just to recap real quick, the first thing that we can do is speak words of life. You know, just being real intentional about our words. Secondly, put your spouse first. And third, let God heal you. That's the way you can take what might be a question mark about how healthy your relationship is and start to pour health into it. You know, if you live in the Portland area, which is where we're at, um, we have a partner here at Westside with New Springs Counseling. Mm -hmm. And I would highly recommend if you are feeling that you need counseling, that you would go to them or even Christian Counselors of Oregon, Washington Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. some very, very solid groups Mm -hmm. to go and talk to and just work through issues if you're thinking that the toxic is at a high level, yeah. uh, maybe you're just working through a season. And that's a lot of times what it is. Because I've seen people go through some dark seasons and then they come out sometimes years later, but they're so thankful that they oh, yeah. didn't give up. 
And I know people that gave up and they're so regretful that mm-hmm. they did. And so I would say most of you work through it. Um, if this is a new concept for you, you go first. Um, you take the first step, humble yourself, change the whole relationship. It will change the whole relationship by you just stepping out and going first, taking that first step. And if you do need to have that conversation, like do it very gently. I think we have some toxic things going on in our relationship and I don't want us to give up. So what can we do? Mm-hmm. I listen to this podcast. Would you listen to it with me? You know, maybe something like that um, might good. be helpful because um, knowing that you want to work on it, that's very attractive to your spouse. Like, oh, wow, you it's, care about this security, relationship? Right? Yeah. yeah, like let's do this. Let's not give up on this. And and that's really a huge deal. So you go first. You know, it's natural to want to protect yourself. And it's natural to be, I don't want to say self-absorbed, but it's just natural to be that way. And to in closing, I just want to say that um, be selfless, you know, go for your spouse first. I, my job is to protect him even over me. And he would say this opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, he would want to protect me. But my job is to protect his heart and take care of him. If any company, anybody goes after him, I'm going to go after them. Right. And that's how it should be. I and so, one. I, yeah. But it should be that way. As a spouse, you should want to take care of your spouse more than anybody in the yeah. world and not tear them down or not be toxic. Don't 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 go talking toxic about your spouse to everybody else. Just work on it and make it a healthy, happy relationship. You can do it. We believe in you. That's great. You're pretty smart. Oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages and we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.